I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Good day. Welcome along to episode 81 of Ready Player 2. This episode is both going to be short and full of sausages. It is the Sausage Fest episode. Um, also, if you are in no way interested in Forza Horizon 4, you may just want to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you may just want to may just want to bugger off. There's maybe go to the next episode. Here. Maybe go to the last episode. But it isn't all going to be sunshine, rainbows and unicorns farting happy daisies because we're going to talk about everything to do with Forza Horizon 4. This is going to be a bit of a mini pod. A little bit of a mini pod. Mm. Uh, But this is a game that uniquely, almost, I say almost, almost every single member of Ready Player 2 has played. And not only have we all played it, uh, apart from L, (coughs) (laughs) not only have we almost all played it, we almost all played it at launch. Literally on launch day. Which for us is about as bleeding edge as you bloody well get. So with me today, I have Ross. Hello. And we also have... Lee. Oh, you used my name. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I, I nearly <laughs> went with... Oh, yeah, the confusion of like, time is not worth I, it anymore. I know, it? it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so I thought I'd just go straight for it. Look, we're not <laughs> going to talk about loads of other games this podcast, because there's loads of other games that we could talk about, but we're not going to. We're just going to talk about Forza Horizon 4, and that might seem weird or dumb, and it might be both of those things. We're not yet sure, but You're both it's a massive things. game. It's a ma- Shut up. It's a massive game, <laughs> and... And we've got to talk about it, right? Yeah. So, if you're not into driving games, here's a big thing. I'm not into driving games. No, neither am I. I, I, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, fucking hate driving games. (laughs) I I just don't, it's not my genre. We've got a nice balanced viewpoint viewpoint here then, because I quite like driving games. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I have played driving games. It's not that I haven't. Um, But my, my experience of enjoying driving games pretty much boils down to GTA 5. Yeah. And maybe some of the older Need for Speed, like the Need for Speed Underground games. And the thing is, it's not even the driving that I really enjoy in those games. It's the other stuff. The it's games. the kind of getting money and the tooling up the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, yeah, the driving simulator part of it is kind of like superfluous. The actual, <laughs> the brum brum bit is, is largely <laughs> not, not the part that I'm particularly interested in. So, ages ago, however many ages ago this was, Lee convinced me to buy Forza Horizon 3. wasn't that long because, ago, you know. No, it wasn't that long ago. Because it wasn't, well, it had been out for quite a long time. Before 2016 it. Um, it came out. I think we played it a year after release. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Last, last year we played it. Yeah. Mm. And um, and I liked it. 
I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, not the best game I've ever played. I have to admit, but as it... I took a punt on this one because I, you know, we're quite prideful on, on what we recommend to each other. And uh, if it doesn't go, if it doesn't swim, if it sinks, yeah. we, you know, it's a bit of a bad mark against our names. And I, yeah, my my hit rate is not high. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not got. I'm not swinging hundred. You know. No. Um, Swish. So, yeah, there was a lot, of, <laughs> lot of missing. So, look, right, we played Forza Horizon Three. I enjoyed it. Not the greatest game I've ever played in my life, but it, it tidied us over. You know, it did as well for a while. Mm, and then the when money. they announced Forza and uh, announced Forza Horizon Four, I thought, well, I ain't gonna get it uh, released because it's gonna be forty odd quid, fifty quid, something like that. But it's in the Game Pass, mm. and it's in the Game Pass on release day. So off we toddle. Eight pound for the Game Pass, or if you're Ross, he already had it. Yeah. Um. And we just get it, and that's it. We can play it, and it's cross-play, so we get to play against people on Xbox or on PC. Yeah, if you can stand um, waiting for them to load up, it's fine. If you can stand waiting for them to load up, we'll talk about all of that. Right, look, first impressions. This We're going to have to go through a few different things here. We're going to have to go through the stages. We're only talking about one game for an entire fucking podcast. We're probably going to have to be slightly analytical about it. Um, first impressions. What was your first impression of this, Ross? I really enjoyed it. It, it gave me the feel of speed that I like from my racing games. I'm not a big like simulator racing games I've tried to play Forza Motorsport and I just get bored because it's just hmm. very serious racing whereas yeah. I like Burnout I like F-Zero and even Mario Kart to that extent they, they just feel fun and they're quick this gave me a feel of Burnout straight away because the cars you get in just they just feel fast and the, well, the world looks beautiful as well yeah, this is the thing. As you're whipping, as everything's whipping by, mm. you're not just looking at a kind of prefabricated racetrack. You're looking at a, a little world, yeah. a compressed version of Great Britain that you're they're free to go wherever game. you want. Yeah, it's an arcade racer. Yes. That's what we, me and Lee were talking about it before. Mm. It's not. It's not a racing simulator for the likes of I don't know Project Cars Two or um, Assetto Dirt Corsa. Rally and yeah, Assetto Corsa and all these other ones. It's a, it's an arcade racing game to the to the point where. If you wanted to play this with a wheel, with a steering wheel, because Lee's got one, because he's all fancy pants and he likes his <laughs> That's racing games. games. So you plugged your you plugged your wheel in, didn't you, Lee? And how did that go? Uh, <laughs> it was um, that was an hour of frustration. I don't want to repeat, <laughs> and an hour of my life I'm never going to get back. It just it didn't go very well at all. The um, it's it was touted as actually being more compatible with force feedback wheels so I was quite excited about this um, right. and I and with three I tried to plug in my steering wheel and had similar experience with that um, it's just do you know the problem is it's not that it doesn't work on, on the wheel it does it's fine it's the problem is that it works so well on a pad it's so good on a pad that you just can't play it on anything else yeah, you mentioned you were amazed at how good the, the, the force feedback was on the pad. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I know Rich um, hasn't experienced this yet, but you've got um, Xbox uh, One pads, and yeah. I've got Xbox One pads. I've actually played it on a DualShock 4 as well, which is also good. Um, but there is force feedback on the triggers on an Xbox One pad that I, I wasn't aware of, and I've never felt it in any other game apart from Forza 3 and this one. It's even mm. better on this one. Um, so when you are steaming into a corner and you start braking, if your wheels lock up, you get force feedback on your left trigger, yeah. and you can feel it, and you can actually ease off to the point where you're braking more efficiently because you can feel the the level of grip that you've got on that trigger. Yeah, it's, your it's controller am- is helping you get better at this game. It's amazing. <laughs> cheats, yes, yeah. hacks and cheats. <laughs> I don't have any of that force feedback bollocks. <laughs> My pad's just dumb. Yeah, I thought this was coming. 
Fuck's oh, sake. So salty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, peripherals are a weird thing because most of the time you just think of them as yeah. one way. Yeah, you need yeah, to, the, the, so you you, you send shit to the game and you get a nice satisfying rumble every now and again, but that, and that's about it. Mm. But this is the first time I've heard of force feedback on a pad, not necessarily on a steering wheel or anything, but on a pad actually like sending something back being you useful. some information from the game that you can use to make a decision but that's why i wanted the wheel to work because the 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 level of force feedback you get on games like uh, project cars and Assetto Corsa is that you can feel when like the back wheel is on the grass um you right. can feel it start to to give way to to let go um and and you adjust accordingly um but you can <laughs> this does that it's it's really weird this actually does that i'm not so much um, if you're sliding sideways, but you get a bit of a rumble feel. But the act, the, the braking especially, I'm not sure, so sure it works so well on the accelerating if you're lighting up the wheels and wheel spinning. But the braking is is just enhanced by the Xbox One pad. You're going to get one now, aren't you? I want one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. There is an, an amount of want in me right now. I've tried to right, convince look, 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 you to look. get one for a we while. We need to get away because I started yeah. off asking a question and then we fucking diverged, Sorry. which is something that we do. That's me. What was your first impression of the game, Lee? Uh, first impression was actually the demo that I played uh, previously. So there is a demo of this game available on the Microsoft Store, um, which is worth playing. They've actually included quite a lot of content and it gives you a really good feel for the game. Um, you streamed some of it, didn't you? Yeah, I did stream some of it before release. And... Um, uh, so graphically I wasn't actually blown away to start with especially in the demo I was thinking oh, yeah it just looks like uh, the UK but once you're in the full game and you can explore all of the areas and get around uh, the different um, parts of the country because they've um, you know they've done Edinburgh and some of the east coast and down into the, like the Midlands a little bit yeah. and you start to get to places where you're actually familiar and you were talking about a row of houses that you swear that you recognise it was like my street yeah. it was genuinely it was like the street that I grew up in I, I and I ploughed into I was noodling along um, he doesn't know, he doesn't 180 noodle. miles yeah. an hour and <laughs> I uh, I went I like something went wrong and I hit something and fucking I'm gambling through the air and a couple of sheds and bushes later I end up in the, in this back garden and I'm looking at this back garden and this house, and I'm thinking, this is my parents' old house. <laughs> this is where, this is exactly where I used to live. Down to the little details. Now, bear in mind that this is a back garden. Unless you've ploughed through the, the hedges and stuff, yeah. or you've driven down the little alley at the side of the house, you wouldn't see this. Mm. But there's little, like, gnomes, and there's a garden shed, and there's a little gate at the back that leads you into the field outside, and there's, there's all these little bits of detail that don't need to be there and on any other game on any track based racing game you wouldn't get any of this mm. you'd only get what you can see from the track like a yeah. kind of facade but this is just the level of detail in it is insane i do find it quite interesting that you can within the space of about 8 miles you can get from the Cotswolds to Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. It's probably <laughs> similar like when, it... when you're driving across Edinburgh i'm pretty sure that's not like a 2 minute journey. No, i don't think so. <laughs> um but it's it's just they they did the same thing with Australia in Forza Horizon 3 but it's this compressed version of Britain mm. that mysteriously has no traffic there's a single motorway that yeah. is not gridlocked at all times of the day <laughs> yeah. so you know as a sim- as a british simulator it's not excellent <laughs> but um <laughs> i don't want a britain simulator uh, i live there no no oh, good grief 
but it's it just looks fantastic. It looks so good. You could identify like four or five different areas, even more, of the country, mm. and go, "This reminds me of this," or "This reminds me of this area," or or whatever it is. Um, apparently, every area in the whole of the UK has both red phone booths um, <laughs> and um, the uh, uh, stone hand built stone walls oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere and sheep they exist across the entire of the I'm uk sure sheep do. <laughs> yeah they might do um but yeah the hand, handmade stone walls handmade stone Whoever walls was... made out of popcorn <laughs> made out, yeah as soon as you hit them with your car they're just like pop, 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 pop. <laughs> apart from some walls I, uh, that... oh yeah uh, just mysteriously solid yeah, yeah I, and i fall foul of that every now and again because i'll be bombing it along at like 160 yeah. mile an hour Smash. um miles an hour by the way i'd just like to point this out miles an hour mm-hmm. yes. not fucking kilometers per hour <laughs> and it absolutely confuses the hell out of me being an american game set in the uk using a unit of distance that neither of those countries use <laughs> as a as the default setting you know, i don't understand the dev studio I don't know is actually that's poor UK. research is it? Weird. Oh, yeah. Cool. There you go. yeah, made in the UK. Ten Ten Studios. I thought it was. I thought it was Microsoft Studios. It's so. Microsoft Microsoft Studios. Playground Games and Ten uh, Ten Ten Studios are the ones attributed to it. Um, right. Uh, but it is a UK based uh, dev studio. Well, why have they made everything fucking kilometers? And this, <laughs> we we fell foul of this when we were trying to work out the weight limits for yeah. a car the other day, and I changed all of my units to UK units. I'm using miles and pounds and all of this kind of stuff yeah but he had still had his on kilometers and kilograms <laughs> so he's going oh this car weighs uh 1200 <coughs> i'm like 1200 my version weighs 3700 how the fuck have they managed that they're taking all the seats out they've taken Filled the it doors with he- off helium and <laughs> how the hell have they managed this and I, I must have fucked around for around about 20 minutes before i realized that we were using completely different metrics <laughs> to weigh this car um <laughs> Look, there's a bunch of other stuff in it, so it looks gorgeous. The graphics are really, really nice. Really and for me, I had a tragic uh, experience uh, a couple of weeks ago where my monitor, God rest its soul, after 10 years of faithful service, decided <laughs> that it was going to bite the big one just before Forza Horizon 4 came out. So I had to go ahead. Actually, it was just after Literally Forza Horizon 4 after, came out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing it yeah. when it decided that it was going to keel over. <laughs> and... Um, so I got a new monitor. It's 144 hertz. Oh god, don't even get me started on this. It's fucking trying to find. It used to just buy a monitor. Seriously? <laughs> Surely this is a subject for another podcast. Not oh, by god. itself. You used to just buy a monitor. You go out and go. Oh, I like whatever that manufacturer is. Yeah, that one's is. square. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna buy that. Um, nowadays, good grief! You've got all your G syncs and your free syncs and your fucking all kinds of bollocks. Anyway, got this monitor. It's 144 hertz. Which means that I can't use V-Sync anymore and run at 60 frames per second comfortably. I need to f- pull as many frames per second as I possibly can out of my rig. Um, and so I don't get screen tearing. Mm. And the game looks amazing. And I'm still pulling 110, 120 frames per second comfortably on ultra settings. Mm. So I'm pretty happy. And it looks... Oh, the, the thing just looks amazing. Not that you see most of the scenery as you're whipping past it at a ridiculous speed. Yeah. And actually, if you if you had the default settings turned on, they turn on kind of motion blur as well. Oh, God, I hate motion blur. That's just like... Yeah. I'm, just smear Vaseline on my eyeballs. That's fine. I'll do the same <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, God, I don't want to smear Vaseline on any part of you. <laughs> Ever. You don't, you don't knock it till you right. it. First impressions are, br- are really good. Graphics are fantastic. Yeah. yeah? 
Yeah. When you first get into this game, you enter, and this is a bit confusing. I didn't really understand what was going on, but you enter the game. So the game has got seasons, right? Yeah. So when I first saw this, when the trailer first came out, and it was just like, it's like Forza Horizon 3, but it's in England and we've got seasons. And I was there going, yeah, all right, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for that gimmick that that is utterly pointless. (laughs) So what they do at the beginning of the game is they chuck you into kind of the tutorial mode. Which is a case of do a bunch of races and we're going to do a lot of talking at you and explain the whole Horizon thing if you've never played a Horizon game before. And um, then it's going to artificially progress you through each of the seasons. So you get to play in winter, spring, summer and autumn. Um, and then after that, once you kind of come out of the tutorial area, you're locked into whatever season that week is. So the season changes every week. Um so we're in, what, we're in spring at the minute? Uh, uh, no, we're winter now. We're winter at the minute. So we'll be yeah. spring next yes. week, and then the week after will be summer, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you're going through this, while you're going through the tutorial, it shifts you through all of them. And having that quick jump makes you appreciate how much different they actually are. Mm. The the driving in each season is quite significantly different. Yeah, the same car would handle visually. terribly in winter. When it, in summer, it's peak yeah. performance. Yeah, exactly. And also, it's things like rain. So it, when you're yeah. in autumn, there's an awful lot more rain. Um, when you're in winter, obviously, it's frozen. There's leaves everywhere in autumn as well, which are slippery and make the yeah. change the way it's going. So the dirt tracks play completely different when the dirt is dry and compacted in summer mm-hmm. to what they are when it's all wet and sluicy and covered in leaves in autumn and stuff like that. And it makes a significant difference. But then there's other parts of the game where, for example, there's a great big lake Derwent. Yes. That, um, that is frozen in winter. Mm. And you can get across it. And there's actually a drag race in the middle of it and a couple of like bonus boards mm-hmm. that you can only get during winter because there's you can drive across the lake. A barn find you can only get in the, in the winter as well. There's all sorts of things they've done. And there's um, the free roam rush races are completely changed. Uh, yeah, when the lake's frozen. From one point of the map uh, across to the other. And in um, in the summer, you'd need to go across a bridge to get over the lake or around the lake. In the winter, you can just barrel across it. It's great. <laughs> Such a clever touch. Yeah. Ross, you've most recently done the kind of intro bit, right? Uh, Out of all of it, yeah. did you? Yeah? Yeah. Well, what was I'm... your take on it? So when you were on your own, when you were just kind of... When you got into the game, there was nobody else. There was no multiplayer. Yeah. What was your feeling of it? Even, even in the single-player mode, it is fun. Like, you... The way you experience all the different seasons and the different cars it puts you in to do those seasons initially, it's it's you get a feel for every different type of vehicle, and it's it's enjoyable in single player. It's it's even more fun in multiplayer and just having mm. uh, setting up the convoys and being in the groups. But yeah, the the initial thing is not a boring thing to play through. It's a bit talky and it's unskippable, but <laughs> I suppose it's it's getting people that have not played it before into the game. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I kind of I was all right with it. Because I, I find the voice acting quite good, actually. Yeah, they are good. They've got, they got personalities rather than just talking. Yeah, they're all... They're all they, so I mentioned and this British the other day. As well. and I might be, mm. Yeah, well, this is the... I mentioned this the other day, and it does confuse me. So I find that we're well, well represented as a nation. So there's a... The, the main woman is Irish, right? Yeah. Then there's a Scottish guy that does the barn finds. Alex. And then there's a, another British guy that does, I think, either the barn finds or the... Um, dirt racing mm. and then there's a bunch of other people that like one of them talks about dirt racing one's about the cross country and, and all this yeah. and then there's a, a twitch streamer which i didn't really understand the, or a mixer streamer sorry <laughs> i didn't really understand that, so <laughs> sorry uh, microsoft <laughs> yeah so they've got all of they've got all of that in there where's the welsh people 
Yeah. Are we ignoring whales? Maybe they're an Easter egg. And I was a bit confused because <laughs> there's no... Because we've got England, and I understand having no Northern Ireland unless you've got a really big ramp <laughs> in the game, right? Or like a ferry or something. I understand not having Northern Ireland, but while Britain and Scotland are represented, I felt like, barring the fact that the sheep in sporadic places, Welsh isn't particularly represented this, in... This, this is ramp why... Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> this is why Elle's not playing. <laughs> Is that what it is? She's been slighted. She feels marginalised. There's no, there's no Mordor. Yeah. <laughs> stick an out, stick an eye of Sauron in there, and they'll be happy. Actually, have you ever driven in Wales? This is why there's no Wales in it. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't. No, you can't. You can't <laughs> get above like forty. No, ever. <laughs> well, you hit um, a mountain. Yeah, so there was that, the, but no, the, the talking, the voice acting, all the rest of it is. I, I really like the the intro part of the game. When it jumps you through all the seasons, although it left me a bit confused because I wasn't really, I thought, God, is it always going to do this? Yeah. Is it going to keep hopping seasons and stuff? And and I didn't really, it never really explained that this was a tutorial and there's, that this you know, wasn't the whole game. There's like two tutorials though, isn't there? Because it, right at the beginning of the game, there's you've got that like I don't know, the 10, seasons tutorial. Yeah, where it just goes through one race in uh, one season, then in the next race is in... In fact, there's the bit at the beginning where you're just driving one car in the very part of early part of the intro where it just skips you between the seasons in the, in one single scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that that's is the Senna, is it? or? Yeah, you start off in the Senna, in the McLaren Senna. And, yeah. uh, but I re- when um, that flipped to the, um, the snow bit and you're going over the top of that mountain... Um, that bit, I was, I was thinking, oh god, look, it really does make a big difference, and that's mm-hmm. the first inkling I got about how the handling was going to work in the game, how the physics was going to work in the game, um, and I started to get quite excited at that point. So, if you're not into racing games, if these aren't your things, you're probably fucking turned off already. But if you, if for some reason you can't find the skip button or the <laughs> pause button or whatever, it doesn't drive like a simulation racing game. No, it drives now like it burnout. Can. Well, the thing is, it can. It can drive more like a simulation racing game. It's never going to be. If you're massively into your kind of dirt or your rally games and mm. the, the serious driving simulator games, none of the settings that you can turn on in this game are really going to give you the exact same experience. But then none of those other racing games have got the kind of open world driving that this game has got, and they don't tailor for the different surfaces that this game tailors for. Mm. So no. can you really compare? Um, you can turn on simulation go, damage and yeah. take off. So you can go into the settings, and the way that it works is, to start with, I think you're on what, like 30% bonus money. So every race that you win, you win a certain amount of money. Yeah. And depending on your difficulty settings, you then get X amount of bonus money. So if you've got like normal steering turned on and uh, normal difficulty driver tires, which are the, the avatars, the, the NPC avatars that you're driving against when you're not playing online, and if you've got... Uh, assisted braking turned on and if you've got traction control turned on all these assistive settings if you've got them all turned on you'll be at like 30% bonus money if you turn them off (laughs) if you turn the driver time difficulty up (laughs) and if you change the normal steering to simulation steering and turn off ABS and disable traction control and disable what's the other one there's traction control Uh, and stability control stability control yeah uh, and then you can also turn on, you can turn off the driving line, hmm. or you can make it corners only. There's all these different, and every single setting that you change slightly to make 
the game slightly harder ups the amount of bonus cash that you get for every race so the harder you set the settings for yourself the more money you're going to get it's a really nice way um, of fine tuning the difficulty touched on the difficulty there so can i just talk about how this compares to three um yeah the uh difficulty settings in three were similar they had a similar setup so you had uh, bonus credits for changing difficulty to make it more difficult for yourself you get more money um and the driver tires would, you know, they range from um, easy to unbeatable uh, in exactly the same way in four. Uh, if you if you turn it down to easy on three, they basically push you over the start finish line. Um, <laughs> so, It'll group up yeah. a wheelbarrow so, you're go on, on the track after you. Um, <laughs> but in four, you still have to race. It's it's actually a harder game uh, through the difficulties. And I found that uh, on three. Uh, we ended up when we, you know, by the time we finished playing, we got quite good at it, and uh, unbeatable was quite easy for us. Now uh, we have to make sure our car is just nailed on good um, to be able to compete with the unbeatable driver tires. It's it's a harder game, but better for it. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Did you play three, Ross? Yes, I did. Yeah, not not to the extent you guys did. Like I downloaded it and played it for a little bit, but I didn't really play any of the uh, online parts of it. See, he he just said, "Oh, you know, we got pretty good, and we turned on an unbeatable driver tires." And I, I did not. <laughs> good. <laughs> I was never. I was never that good at three. I was okay. I was at throwing three, you a bone. <laughs> but three, um, you needed to throw me a bloody tow cable. <laughs> the, um, I didn't find three as engaging as this one, and I enjoyed no. it, and I did play it for quite a long time. But I, this one's gripped me. This is a better game. What, yeah, well, I think it just is. You'd expect it from a sequel. Yeah. You don't always get this from sequels. What's your? I mean, I know you didn't play it all that long, but what's your opinions of the differences between three and four, Ross? It, this has just ramped everything up. It's just it. It feels like a better game. It looks like a better game. Like, the last one didn't look bad. Don't get me wrong, but this looks amazing and it it handles so well. I I can't make a a massive judgment about the last one. I didn't play it that much, but this feels like the kind of racing game that I like. I don't like racing games, but this is no one I want to come back and play like all the time. It is a solid arcade racer yeah. that you can pick up and play. One other thing on the difference between three and four. In three, we ended up. Uh, choosing one car basically we, maybe two or three cars but we we would end up racing in one car you'd find the best car in the game you tune it, it up it was all round yeah the, you tune it up for your um, purposes and then you would only drive that one yeah. four you need your stable of cars you need a car for all seasons you need well sorry a car for each season not all seasons 
Yeah. Um, you need two or three cars for off-road. You need one uh, for snow, one for dry, one for mud. Um, you need the same for on the road and for different situations on the road as well. So some of the uh, road races are street races where you've got to uh, race from one point to point. Some of them are circuit races, which are t- uh, small, twisty, turny races. And you need different cars and different setups for each one of them. And and that's ha- for, for me, that's added so much meat to this game that I feel like I'm going to be um, kept occupied for quite a while yet. It is a rich font of brum brum goodness. <laughs> One thing to watch out for, because saying all of that, it could put people off because it makes it sound like you've got to have like a million different cars and a million different tunings and setups. And yeah. It's really complicated. And actually, you don't. You don't have to do that. If you want to do really well, if you want to drive against other players and do well against other players, and if you want to drive against a harder driver tires and change your driving settings so you're getting maximum money, that kind of thing is what you want to do. But a crucial thing, apart from certain races... When you go to start a race, it will, I would say, 90% of the time, ask you what car you want to use. So you're not forced into a car, or you're not, for the most part, forced into a type of car that you don't like. But also, crucially, you're not forced into a class that you can't drive in. So the way that the cars work is, you'll buy a car and it might be D-rated. Not all of them are, some of them start higher. But let's say it's a D-rated car. Now, you soup it up, you put extra components on it, you change the engine, you change the wheels, the gearing, whatever it happens to be. Every better component you put on that car ranks it up and ranks it up until it becomes B-grade. And then you'll keep going until it becomes A-grade, and you'll keep going until it becomes S1, S2, da-da-da. Now, certain types of cars are really well suited to being S2. So, the the fastest cars in the game, the supercars that are designed to be glued to the road. But if you take a muscle car, and you ramp it all the way up to S2, so it's bombing along at 230 miles an hour, this thing will not stay on the road. Mm. It will, it will fucking leave the road entirely. You can't steer it properly. I mean, the amount of engineering that would have to go into making that work doesn't make any sense. You'd be better off changing the car. However, if you're not in a rush to get to S2, if you're not desperately trying to go as fast as you possibly can, mm. tool the car to a, um, a grading that makes sense for that car. Mm. Yeah, you know? I was playing so, around for ages with a, I think some sort of like a course or something like that, that just to get it like rather than eight nine nine to get it dead on a hundred, so it would be the top of the A class or B class. Yeah, just yeah. that. It took ages to, to like take things off, add yeah. things to it, just to get it dead on nine hundred. There's loads of sweet so, little tweaks that you can do to do that kind of thing. It's so um, yeah, that's a big part of the game that also might put people off is the the thought of having to tune a car, and the game really does a brilliant job of catering, catering for people like me and people like you. So people like me just want to get in the car and be in the best car it can possibly be without with the least possible amount of work. Yeah. But Rich, you explain what people like you are like. <laughs> hmm, decals. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, not just the decals. I spent the better part on Sunday of probably seven hours. <laughs> um <laughs> buying every single classic muscle car now bear in mind that there are three different types of muscle car in this game it's classic muscle retro muscle and modern muscle um, i bought every single classic muscle car because you know science Jesus. and um i then proceeded to tune every single one of them bit by bit <laughs> uh, to, so that i could find the best classic muscle car by hand um <laughs> by hand manually so you can if you want to you can go into there's like a tunings shop 
and other people have tuned the cars to perfection to the way that they think works really well and you can just pick one of their tunings and people can rate it so it's got like a star rating yeah you can pick a tune that somebody else has made and it will apply it to your car and if you need to buy x amount of components it'll tell you right this will cost you sixty thousand pounds to to put this tuning on yeah but once you apply it it's you can't change it if you try to go into custom tuning once you've applied somebody else's rig you it will say you can't do this because this is somebody else's tuning and we're not going to let you see what they've yeah, done they protect it this is hidden mm. yeah if you try and change it it will take take you all the way back to stock settings yeah, and removes the entire and, thing that you've paid for yeah removes the, rem, yeah well no you haven't paid for it because the components that you've bought you still own mm. oh right and you can always yeah. put it straight back um, on and you can always put it straight back on it shouldn't if you just want to reapply the same one it, it shouldn't cost you anything but yeah, I I went through an awful lot of pain. I went through all these classic muscle cars, <laughs> and I was ch- tweaking them. And the thing is, there's two different types of the of tuning. There's the first one is to put in the components on the car, and then the second one is depending on the components you put on the car, you can then change differentials on the car. You can change um, the tire pressure, for example. You can change. Uh, the if you've got a spoiler on the back, you can change the downdraft on the car. You can change the weighting to weight it f- uh, front and back. You can change the suspension. There's all of these little things that make but little you don't changes. Have to. You don't have to do any of you this. You can make this it game. into as much of a sim game as you yeah. want, really. Yeah, yeah. You 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 get to play whichever way you want to play. Basically, if you want this to be a simulate, uh, you know, a sim game, you can do all of that. Mm. If you enjoy like me, um, so for example, I used to play Warhammer. I used to play Warhammer 40k. I used to love assembling all the figures, painting all the figures, you know, m- making my little armies and all the rest of it. Um, but I enjoyed that more than playing the game. <laughs> I enjoyed, I enjoyed the painting. I enjoyed the, the 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 designing and the artistic side of it more than I enjoyed playing the game. And I'm enjoying it in this. I really like it. I could spend ages and ages decorating the cars and tuning them up and messing around. And realistically, it's not gaining me anything, you'd think. But then when you come out after you finish doing all of this, it gives you a load of skill points. Yeah. So you get skill points for tuning the cars. You get skill points for buying new cars. You get skill points for painting things and all the rest of it. So the game rewards you for kind of however you want to play it. Probably want to talk about the wheel spins is kind of the, the main currency in the game. Yeah, so there's money, and then there's these wheel spin things. Do you know what? This is so difficult. We're going to have to blast through, because this is going to be a really long podcast about... So, <laughs> it, it, basically, I'm going to run through a couple of things, and stop me if you want to elaborate on any of them. So the first thing is, is as you're playing the game, and as you level up, there are tons of different ways that you can level up. There isn't one skill bar. There is, there is one main skill bar that is your overall level. Yeah. But as you're leveling that main overall level up, you're also leveling up each different thing. So if you do a lot of road races, your road race rank will level up. If you do a lot of dirt races, your dirt race rank will level up. If you run speed traps, your speed trap rank will level up. And pretty much everything that you can think of, every different activity that you can take part in in the game, has got its own level bar. Each time you level in each thing, you get something. Yeah. So it might be a cosmetic item, it might be a car, it might be a bit of money. Or it might be a wheel spin. There's two different types of wheel spin in the game. There's a regular horizon wheel spin and there's the super spin. The regular horizon wheel spin works a bit differently to the way that it did in 3. In 3, you got like a wheel of fortune wheel spin, um, but it would also tease you. It'd do a little cock tease mm. and it would go, here's what you could win if you're lucky. <laughs> and it will show you like a really legendary car or something that is somewhere on that wheel that's spinning. Mm. And then you would get 
I don't know, a hat. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd just be forever, forever furious. Um, it, this one doesn't do that. It doesn't show you what you could potentially win. It just spins, and you might get something great, or you might not. Um, and then the super spins, which ex- are exactly the same thing, only it's like three wheel spins at once. Yeah, it's got three different bars, and and you get you can get three things. It's and great. most of the time you get fucking nothing. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time you get like got like a a hat, a horn, and five thousand uh, like credits. a pose or something. Yeah, the other day <laughs> I didn't get very much. Um, and another way that you can get these wheel spins is by buying houses. So houses are a new... I don't remember houses from the third game. Were they in there? No. Player houses? No, no. no there were, th- no, there so were four Horizon festivals, weren't they, in the last game? Right. Uh, yeah, oh, that's it. Yeah, expanded the Horizon festival. Yeah. So in this game, instead of expanding the Horizon festival into different areas, you've, you've got one Horizon festival and you've got houses. You've got player houses around the place. So you can buy them. And if you, buy, if you get like the Horizon fucking rich person pass, you get given a house. But if you're like us Luddites and you haven't bought that... You've got to buy every house, and every ha- like they start off really cheap. I bought I say it really cheap. I <laughs> yeah, say really cheap. They're the like start off a hundred and fifty grand or something like that. And some of them will give you wheel spins. More importantly, they give you either a perk or they allow you to then fast travel to that house, um, and it makes it easier to get around the map. Until you get a particular house, there's one house that you can get which gives you a perk that allows you to fast travel to anywhere on the map. Mm. I encourage getting that as soon as possible mm. because <laughs> getting around this map can be quite tedious. A lot of the time, because mm. it's very hilly and very difficult to navigate. Sometimes, uh, but... do you know? Do you know what you say that? Um, I I bought the uh, treasure map, so I've gone around and, and knocked over all the fast travel boards, so I can fast travel around the map. Because normally, uh, when you start the game, if you do fast travel, it costs you ten thousand credits to fast travel. Um, once you've knocked over all of the boards, it goes down to zero. Um, yeah, and so I bought that and. I miss having to drive around the map to the different... Yeah, you missed you miss the kind of noodling re- about yeah. a little I bit. I always get distracted when I'm on my way yeah. to something. And yeah, just I'm, end up doing I'm something missing, else. I, I feel like I'm missing out on that. Even though I'm I'm actually getting to more races and more bits of the map that I want to get to quicker, I'm missing out on the bits in between. So I might go. But the houses, the houses go all the way up to Edinburgh Castle, which I think is the most expensive. 15 You've got million. Bamborough Castle and then Edinburgh Castle. And they're massively expensive. And they don't give you that much, I've got to be honest. But it's kind of an achievement to get there in yeah, the game. it's a target. Um, so that's, and that's another new thing, the player housing. I mean, I find it a little bit superfluous, I've got to be perfectly honest. So the last thing to talk about very quickly is if you've played the previous Forza Horizon game and you're interested in getting into this one, is the skill tree. The, a massive oh, yeah. change that they've made from Forza Horizon 3 to Forza Horizon 4 is the skill tree. In 3, you had a single skill tree. If you think of it like any kind of MMO or RPG game, you've got a skill tree, and the skill tree is attached to your person. And you, as you level up, as you get skill points, you apply those skill points into your skill tree, and you get better at certain things. Uh, you, uh, you don't necessarily get better at driving, but you'll get like more points for doing certain types of driving, or you'll get more points for doing near-miss skills, or hmm. more points for doing drifts, and, and bonuses and stuff like that. In this game, they've detached the skill tree from the player character and instead attached a unique skill tree to every car. Now, I don't know how many cars are in this game, but it's a fucking lot. 450 plus. Jesus. Right. There are a lot, of, and every single one has got a completely different skill tree. And now, there you are can a couple, own multiple uh, cars of each one. You can own multiple cars. And the other thing, if you buy a car and you level up the skill tree using your skill points that you've earned by yeah. doing things in the game, yeah, and then sell the car on the auction house, those points go with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if you then buy another or get another version of that car, the skill tree is empty. So it's very much attached to the car. There's a weird little, I don't know if it's a glitch or what, but if you do own two copies of the same car, which it is possible to do, um, if you skill up one of them, the skill points are also on the other one. Mm. So while you have a car of that type in your inventory, the skill points are applied to both. If you sell one of them, the other one has still got the skill points attached to I it. Think you have to sell that. them both. Oh, have they? Yeah, I when so. I tried it, you had to sell them both so your inventory was clear yeah. of, of that type of car, and then it would erase it off. But it allows you to do loads of different things. And when we say a car for all seasons, you can tool up every car, and you can earn wheel spins by doing this as well, by putting skill points into the car. You can even earn money mm. by putting skill points and into the cars. car. It's a really good way of earning money. And cars. Some of the cars, the only way you can get them is by getting a different car and putting skill points into that car to unlock the car. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of cars. It's a whole inception, <laughs> it's a whole inception thing with car. Carception. Um, it is just so much game, and it feels a bit overwhelming, and it looks on the surface of it, specifically hearing all of us. You've got three people here all talking about different areas of the game that they enjoy, mm. and you don't, have to, you don't have to do it all. I think there's something <laughs> here for just, everybody. Yeah, yeah. When we were play, playing with Sarah online the other day, we were talking about the skill points and all the rest of it, and she was saying, no, I'm not doing any of that. I'm using them the way they're meant to be used. <laughs> I'm just, I'm spending my skill points on the cars that I like, and I'm playing around with those cars. And she hadn't necessarily explored the areas of the game that we'd explored, mm. or, you know, somebody like you, you don't want to sit down and tool every single car I'm up, but I find a lot of enjoyment in doing it. <laughs> and it's just, just, there's a lot here. There's a lot for everybody, for every single person who wants to try something different in a yeah. racing game. And crucially, it doesn't feel like a racing game, or at least it it breaks the mold. It breaks the my perception of racing games. It is not what this game is. This uh, Ross um, mentioned a game earlier. Um, he said Mario Kart. This scratches my Mario Kart itch when we play multiplayer. Yeah. It's it's got that feel to it with the, the mayhem. And the, it and feels like an RPG on wheels. The rage. That's what it yeah. feels like. I, I feel the rage when someone knocks me outside of a checkpoint. <laughs> Just yeah. Uh, there's a lot in. Um, there's a lot to this game that uh, we still haven't even. We st- we've not really completed. We've barely it scratched the surface. You guys are like no, level hundred no. something. I'm still on forties, but I don't feel like I'm massively behind you in the game. No. Yeah. And that's a good thing as well because it doesn't. Um, you know, like some other RPGs, we could level apart. Uh, and it would break the game for us. Doesn't yeah. at all. This makes no. no difference. I can still race with you in whatever races. There is one last thing that we need to talk about because we've spoken loads and loads, and I don't want to make this too long a podcast because it's only about one game. However, we've spoken about all these amazing things and fantastic things that are going on within the game. The graphics are great. The uh, the expandability, the different things that you can do in it are all fantastic. There's a couple of glitches in the way that you can drive around and a couple of annoyances that you might not like. But if you invo- avoid that part of the game then you can still really enjoy everything else. Unless you want to play online. <laughs> if you want to play online, some shit happens. <laughs> so, if you just want to play online, like at the core, if you just want to join what's called Horizon Life, and this is one of the problems, this is one of my issues with the game. So, you have got an Xbox team, then you've got a Forza Horizon club, then you've got the <laughs> Xbox voice chat group, then you've got the forza horizon life session then you've got the forza horizon convoy <laughs> now that's five places where shit can go wrong and it, three out of the five will. usually do <laughs> yeah yeah so 
we've had a really mixed experience. If you just want to join somebody's game and you just want to noodle around in the open world, it's not so bad because you can join somebody's game and, and when you finally get in, off you go and you start playing and everything's great. If you want to join an online race, for the most part, if you just stay in your own convoy and you and the leader picks a race and hits go, for the most part, it, it works and you don't tend to get that many problems. When you want to play a true online game, if you wanted to go into um, a... What's it called? Team Adventure. Mm. Yeah. So there's two different types of Team Adventure. And what happens is you pick Team... The, the Horizon leader picks a Team Adventure. And they go, right, we want to do Team Adventure. Uh, and I want to do ranked... Or, you can choose ranked or unranked. So to start with, you go unranked. Because unless you've got to a certain level, you can't do ranked. Let's go unranked. Now, I would say probably 70% of the time this works with multiple people. Well, that's which is a generous. pretty good ratio. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, the, that's, the, that's the unranked, right? This is the unranked. Now, that's not too bad. 70% hit rate. 100% right, of the time, say, last night, it didn't work. Yeah. Oh, God. So, a lot of the time what happens is that one of you will get into the race and the others don't. Mm. Or... None of you will get into the race because the race is in progress and you have to wait for that race to finish and then you can join on the next one. Or one or two of you will get into that race that's in progress and the other person, because there wasn't enough space, has got to wait until hopefully somebody leaves on the next race. Yeah. Now, that if that wasn't all annoying enough, the biggest fucking annoyance with the quick play um, team adventure is that you go through the whole team adventure and it's like there's five different races and it's best out of five. So it's, you split into two teams, the red team and the blue team, and whoever wins um, three races, basically, wins. Now, that's great. Mm. And you finish that, and then you can't quit. <laughs> you can't leave. It, it dumps you into the next, into the next it session. It dumps you into the next queue. <laughs> so it goes, thank you very much for playing. And rather than sticking you back in the like world... It goes, now we're going to queue you for the next Yeah, one. but without a single way of actually leaving no. that queue. and until you, you have to wait what can be up to seven or so minutes until the race has started, the first race has started, and the reason it's that long is because a lot of the time you're waiting for Xbox players to finish loading, oh, which is another fucking problem with the unlock. <laughs> um, but you, you've got to wait seven minutes until you're in the race, and then as soon as you get into the race... You start with the red team and the blue team. Half of one of the teams will fucking vanish. <laughs> because they've all waited this long to quit. Just to get out, yeah. <laughs> Just to get out. So everybody fucking quits. And then the rest of the people that are on the team go, what? And then they can't win. There's no way for those, that team to win anymore. <laughs> so that's how quick it's play such, is broken. But ranked... It's such a stupid mechanic. That's quick play. And then ranked is a completely different kind of broken. Yeah. Ranked you can't even join in the first place. And if you do somehow, through the wind being behind you and the planets being alignment, actually manage to join a ranked game, the chances of getting two of you in the same game, let alone three of you, are virtually non-existent. And the worst part about ranked is that if that happens, and if one or only two of you get in when there were three in the convoy, if you quit... You then can't queue again for another, like, 20 minutes. So it's like the game is constantly punishing you for trying to play it. Yeah, try and play with your friends. That yeah, one, that one part of the game is a bit broken. I'm, I'm really hoping that they fix it because it is re- when it works, it's a lot of fun. Um, mm. And I, I'm sure they will fix it. But it's good that we've had a balanced uh, look at this game. Yeah, I needed to have a rant. Yeah. Right, look, we need to go. We need to stop talking about it because I need. we wanted to keep this as small as possible so somebody's gonna have to edit the bollocks out of my ranting oh this has been ready player 2 episode 81 am i right yes 
Oh, good grief. Um, this has been a, a lot about Forza. We're going to get back to some regularly scheduled broadcasting next time, but I think we're going to do some more of these little more compact episodes with a few of us. Mm. Just shoot a couple of mini pods out there and uh, and see how people take them. You can find all of us at ReadyP2 on Twitter. You can find us on Acast, um, and I should have the list up. Go to Twitter. Where people can find Look, us. Go to Twitter. Go the answer is tweet. to just go to Twitter. Just find us our, at ReadyP2 on Twitter. And our first pinned tweet has got a link to all the different places you can find us online. You can find me at Zebwen, that's Z-E-B-W-E-N, on Twitter. You can find Ross at... Rossbell1984. You can find Lee at... <coughs> at ZZLeeZZ. And am I supposed to say anything else to anybody? Should we give out our um, Xbox and thing code so people can find us and play with us? Before Oh, what? So that Scary. regular people can find us? <laughs> well, listeners. I don't want to. I don't want to see with more people on Xbox. It will take me even longer to load. <laughs> no good point. All right, that's fine. Uh, yeah. I, do you know what? I don't know if I can remember what my Xbox gamer tag is. That's fair. Mine is Johnny Cashmere. J O H N N Y space K A S H M I R. Add me on there. Mine is Z Z Lee Z Z sixty eight. It's just a random number. It's nothing to do with my age. <laughs> <laughs> mine is zebwen that's z-e-b-w-e-n same as my twitter handle go on go ahead and add us um on xbox yeah. but if you talk to me too much or are really bad i might have to defrag yeah, you we can always block <laughs> you don't worry don't, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it <laughs> um yeah no that'd be good if you are playing forza horizon 4 at the moment and you want to team up if you want to get into the ready player 2 club if you want to join um us in our horizon convoy while we're noodling around then that'd be great yeah, yeah. Let us know on Twitter or just join us on Xbox Friends. Right, is that it? That, can we go? Can we call it a day? We've got another four games to talk about now, haven't we? <laughs> no, we don't. We're leaving. <laughs> what? Thank you very much for listening. I wanted to, to talk about VR. <laughs> Stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. This has been Ready Player 2, episode 81. We're going to go away and murder Lee now. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. Nothing for you here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hello. Oh, I can't spell aneurysm. We try something new and he comes along and fucks it up. Assume the position. Ugh. Wish Lee was sinkable. Good day! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.